to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. We're back talking all things Los Angeles de la America. We're going to be recapping what happened in the pre- first ever preseason matchup against Santos Laguna, a 1-0 victory over in Salt Lake City. And then we're going to be previewing the upcoming two matches against Atlas in San Jose and the big one against Tigres facing off a familiar foe in Miguel Herrera for Saturday's matchup in San Antonio. But here to help me out and do all of that, of course, as always, are my beloved co-host. It is none other than New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and Brooklyn's very own AJ. Gentlemen, how are we? Is my camera tilted? Nah. It's tilted, but my- you know what? We're here for your voice. We're not here for your face. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure everything was all was correct and everything. Um Hope everyone's been having a great night. Uh, definitely was great to see America play once again. Uh, definitely been a while since I've seen my beloved team. Uh, good to see them again on Wednesday, like Ivan said, and one more time on Saturday before the start of the real season. Boys, I'm excited. We saw some good things last night. Um, little, little little things that need improvement, but overall excited that America's back. Definitely. AJ, how you doing, my friend? Um, good. Just um, start my 9-to-5 job, coaching little kids. You know, it's nice like, tired some, but... Here I am now. Excited to talk everything to America. Definitely, definitely. Well, we have one more co-host on here that isn't able to make it, but he is here to say, hello, friends. It's me, Cowboy Dan. Don't forget me. Of course, always in our hearts, our beloved Cowboy Dan, which we'll have some updates on him a little bit later and how you can get your Cowboy Dan autograph this weekend. But I'll give you guys more information on that a little bit later. But all right, gentlemen, we're going to be talking the first preseason matchup. Like you mentioned, Christian, it has been ages since we last saw America play, and it was nice to see them finally on the pitch. We'll go over that 1-0 victory, the go- the goods. And the bads against Santos Laguna. Uh, we'll look up ahead a little bit on Atlas. And then we'll kind of give a little bit more of a preview to the Stigres matchup, which I think is going to be the actual true test for America coming up in uh, in, in what is going to be a short two weeks before the season starts. And talking about the start of the season, we have uh, an official date for every single matchup. So our calendar, our schedule is up and running, and we have all those dates set for you. We're going to be talking some important matchups, when the classicals are, when you guys can, uh, you know, mark them down on your calendars and what we think about the schedule as a whole. It's an interesting one. I'll tell you that much. To start off on a Thursday night, that's that's interesting, you know? It definitely extremely, interesting, yeah. Extremely interesting. Away, too. Away, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. It would be even way more weirder if we started Thursday night at the Estadio Azteca. Now, that... Uh, that I don't think I'd ever see in my life. Uh, but we have a comment here saying, hashtag bring back Dylan Jimenez. Um, that is that that is solely up to Dylan. It's in his contract. He said he doesn't want to be part of Monday nights. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm kidding. No, he's, he's unfortunately right now busy at his job. Uh, but he's always he's always doing things behind the scenes that you guys may not necessarily know. But he's always very active here on the UI podcast. Um, but all right, gentlemen, let's jump straight into it. Let's talk America versus Santos. AJ, it's been ages, it feels like, since we saw America play at last against Pachuca when we got knocked out of the Liguilla. Now back at it with our new blue uniform. What do you think about not just the uniform, but the performance itself? We end up winning 1-0 oh, uh, at Salt Lake City, Utah. Thinking, 
thoughts in general? Uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting a 3-0 because that just doesn't exist on the Solari. We've only had two 3-0s. I think it's time. Well, score more than three, score more than two goals. But it's a preseason. You know, we saw we saw some players that, you know, usually see in the starting 11. Got to see some new faces into the team. Players from Fuerza Básicas. All in all, we can use some improvement. But, hey, it's great to start the preseason off with a win against Santos. Yeah, and you know what? It's interesting that you put it that way, AJ. This was very much a Solari win. If, if you go and you look at it from what we've seen, Solari is a very organized America side. Had the ball, moved the ball around, had their chances, got one in the back of the net, and tried to stay as sharp and as compact in the back as possible. Secured that clean sheet, and you kind of walk away thinking, this is kind of eerily similar to what we saw last season. But it's not to say that it's a bad thing either, because at one point we were praising the defense for keeping all these clean sheets. I think it's once we got towards the latter end of that season that, you know, maybe things didn't necessarily hold up to the way that they were in, in the beginning defense wise. But like you mentioned, it was a good, good game. At least the first 45 minutes, we always know in these friendlies and in, 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 you know, these preseason kind of matches that the second hand is always going to find a way to get interrupted. Um, because of the, you know, big amount of substitutions that you got to do. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you don't want to have your starting 11 go the full 90 minutes just yet. Uh, and you want to see some of these youngsters and, and some of these options coming off the bench as well to see how they're going to impact and all that stuff. So it should be interesting to hear you guys' perspective on a couple of players that came off the bench, one particular being Nico Castillo. Um, I mean... Let's let, let's talk a little bit about the first half here before we jump into the second half, and let's not get sidetracked in that sense. Christian, for you, what what stood out to you the most in in these first forty five minutes? Um, just like everyone was saying, I think that well, I think we and you were talking about it beforehand. Um, this is, seems like kind of the eleven Olati uh, Solari wants to you know put out Thursday night against Querétaro uh, when the season starts. So. Definitely interesting, interesting to see, you know, Linus once again there, Leo Suarez once again there. Um, and then obviously Roger Martinez um, seems to continue his form from the last game of the season uh, against Pachuca. And I think we need that. I think we need to see the same Roger Martinez for the whole season. I think that's what everyone wants. And everyone knows if he continues that form, he would probably be the best player in the league. Uh, it's just now up to him to kind of fulfill that uh, requirement and let's see where it takes it. Um, but yeah, it, uh, for, for the first 45, like you guys were saying, it was very much a Solari-based game, you know, get the ball, you know, control the ball. Once you have the lead, now it's time just to play with the ball, feel out the other team, make sure you don't, you know, commit any mistakes, don't do anything overzealous that may, you know, count, uh, cause a counterattack against you. Uh, you know, and it's nice to see that Solari is still going with that same uh, kind of game style. And enforcing it with the first team, which was in the first 45, as well as the youngsters that came in in the second half. Just so everyone knows that there's a system in play. And then when you come in, that system shouldn't get too interrupted. But at least you guys know what you guys are working towards, too. And I think I, I, that needs to happen. I think that's needed uh, to be in America for very long. And I'm happy to see that Solari still going with that same game style. Definitely. I mean, when Solari first came in, and I know this was kind of a big discussion that we had, was what style, what identity was America going to have? And we saw it kind of form and build towards, uh, you know, the middle of the season. And we said, okay, 
things really have to start taking off. And they kind of did towards the end. Um, obviously, it wasn't the proper way of going out the way we did against Pachuca. But like you mentioned, right, there's kind of this, uh, th- this, this nice feeling towards America knowing that we're still... We're, we're still going and being that team that Solari wants, that he's implemented since day one. Uh, and he hasn't really changed too much about it, right? Things here and there might be a little bit different the way he executes them. But I think the foundation of it all has always stayed the same. And I think that should bring comfort in a lot of Americanistas, knowing that at least the team going forward is always going to have kind of that identity. And then it's just a matter of fact whether the players are capable of executing the game plan, which we'll talk about it. I think we we have a good squad. It's it's definitely moved a bit, not as much as we wanted to, and we'll get into that also a little bit later. But uh, I think for the most part, we saw a pretty good 45 minutes against Santos, which, I mean, also didn't help that their player ended up getting a red card after two not silly too. yellow cards, mm-hmm. and I think that definitely tainted the matchup. But again, such a very Solari game under in America. Because how many times against teams in the league did we go and win a game where we had a man advantage for a good chunk of the time, right? I'm talking Querétaro. Um, I'm talking, who else did we play that had 10 players? Uh, did San Luis get, getting 10 players? Yeah. San Luis, I, I mean, the list can keep going on. I, I, I'm just, you know, blanking out here. But again, very much a Solari matchup against Santos Laguna and, you know, Interesting stuff. Still, give credit to the players for executing a good 45 minutes. Um, AJ, anything else that stood out to you in that matchup? At least in the first half. In the first half? I mean, just Royer. Just what else to say there is about him. This man is just having the time of his life in an America jersey. Just You saw that play, that Mauro Lainez passed to Royer, him just dribbling past Santos defenders just to score the first goal. Just seems like that's just Royer being Royer. And I'm wondering, so where are the Royer haters at now? Because everyone, you always criticize him so much last season. I'm just like, we're starting to criticize. Is already one of our best players last season. All right, let's talk Roger just briefly. Because I, I have seen a lot of, maybe it's the lack of what I'm seeing, AJ, exactly what you just mentioned that makes me kind of po- pose a question as to, is this finally the Roger we all were intending to finally get, right? Um, you don't even have to go that far. Just a year ago. And there was a, tw- a flock of tweets saying Roger should never play in America jersey. Roger is not worthy of this club, worthy of this, of, uh, of this crest. And some of us, to point fingers, myself included, were saying that he should no longer be an America player. You know, now you fast forward a year later, he's doing what he's doing. And, you know, it begs the question, you know, was Miguel Herrera the, situ- the, the issue at hand on this one? You know, what was it because of what, you know, he had a bad turmoil with with Roger or whatever the case may be. But it seems to like he's just shifted the whole fan base. And what do you what is your perspective on that, Christian? Because you mentioned it right now earlier with Roger and, and something that I think is a very bold statement of you on his day. And if he wants it, he could be the best player in the league. He can. And, and so um, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only American fan or. Liga MX supporter who thinks that everyone knows Roger's talent when he's on. You know, he proved it in Pachuca. Just that game alone should tell you that if he can do that on a regular basis, which we know he can, it could be something very good for America. The only problem is, is that he just seems to pick and choose when he wants to do it. Um, and that's something that doesn't work for us. Um, but 
if we can get him to kind of with that mindset, if Solari can get him to that mindset where, okay, you know what, listen, just, you know, go out there full 100%. You know, you know, you can do this. You know, you can bring a lot to the team. You know that you could be noticed by a lot of teams. If you keep playing the way you are, you will for sure be the best player in the league. If you keep doing what you're doing, it's just, there's something about him that doesn't allow him to just trigger that 100% every single game. Um, and it's frustrating to us because like I said, and I'll keep repeating it. We know with the talent he can bring. It's just, I don't know. There's just, it's something weird. Um, I don't know if Solari can just bring out the full 100 in him. But, you know, if, if, if you can try at least to get him somewhat motivated to keep going and going, um, it can be good for us. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of hard because after that Roger goal, you know, it was, the, the game kind of died down a little bit. Um, there wasn't really much individual stuff going on from him or from anyone else on the team. Um, so that leads me to my next, uh, my next point and something I kind of wanted to bring up. Um, you know, is is America's definitely, definitely still missing players uh, that can just kind of just spark something, you know, within the team when there's nothing going on. And if that player is only Roger Martinez that can do that, that's a problem. Um, because la- there was very few times last season where any other player on that pitch made an influence when everything seemed a little gloomed. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I'm looking at players like Fidalgo, who I think needed to, you know, be a little bit more creative. But again, look, this is preseason, and I, I don't want to be too much of a stickler on a first game back, right? I, I think we have to kind of taper our expectations and, and, and where we want these players to be. Right, but this is still going back from last season as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, of course, but yeah. It, there it, was times where... Basically, still the same team. Yeah, no, 100%. At least the starters are. At least the starters are, yes, exactly. So, um, I, you know... I agree with you in that aspect. I just thought it was a little bit hypocritical of the fan base and, and I'll, I'll throw ourselves, I'll throw our names on there as well for us to then do a whole 180 and now we're hashtag team Roger, right? Which is, which is kind of the perspective of, 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 of what football is sometimes, right? It's just, it's a hit or miss sometimes with some players. Um, and when they're on, on a good one, you're behind them. And when they're not showing up for your team, well, then we already know what the, the criticism comes. Um, but it, but it is nice to see that I think Roger has won the fan base over, right? And I think maybe there's still some people that question it, whether or not he is that player for us, or more likely that he can consistently be that player for us, because I think no one doubts his abilities. It's like you mentioned, right? That consistency is what's been lacking. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's interesting. I know AJ mentioned it right now. Roger, just, you know, a tank out there. And if you can, can keep doing it, then, you know, I don't see Vinas ever starting for America uh, as, as long as Rogers in that number nine spot. So we'll talk a little bit about that because Vinas did not see the pitch, nor did Nicolas Benedetti. But uh, nothing too much to worry about. Right, Christian? No, nothing to worry about at all with either player. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good. Good thing right there. All right, let's talk a little bit about the second half here. Let's 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 what went wrong for America in the end, and and then we'll talk a little bit more about some individual players because I do want to talk uh, Madrigal. I do want to talk about the return of Layun. But talk to me a little bit more about the second half. Uh, obviously, right, the big highlight of it is that Nico Castillo is back. But before this game even gets to that stage, it completely kind of just felt flat from both teams. And I mean, obviously, one of them is because of the fact that there were so much substitutions, but I don't know your interpretation of it all, Christian. 
Um, well, like you said, there was a lot of substitutions, and it's normal in a preseason game, right? You want you want to see everybody. You want to see what youngsters can potentially come to the first team, maybe fill up a, a bench spot there for whatever occasion arises, right? They're there. Um, that's what these games are for. It seems like the the majority of the of the youngsters that went are youngsters that kind of the fan base wanted to see that proved themselves last year. That you know, okay, you know, let's let's, let's bring them up. Let's see, let's see what they can do. These are the perfect games to do it. Um, I think the 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 youngster that stood out to everyone was Carlos Campos. You know, the 18 year old on on the wing. He he came in a little flustered. You know, came in a little a little too you know too too raw for my liking. Uh, but as the game went on, it just seemed like he just kind of sat down. He knew his role. He he wanted to be in every single play, and you always want to see that in a youngster. You know, uh, just wanted the ball on his feet, showing to everyone what he can do. And for the most part, after he kind of settled down, those all positive things. Um, you know, and you just want to see that from the player, keep growing, kind of keep getting you know used to his team around him, the atmosphere, the pressure. Um, it's all positive things after he settled in. I want to see more of it. I, I I hope we get some more minutes on Wednesday and even more minutes on Saturday. Uh, because other than that, there wasn't really too many answers that stood out to me. Uh, but he definitely caught my eye. Definitely. AJ, your interpretations of the second half? Uh, just want to say as well, it's a tale of two halves kind of thing, but it's preseason, so I'm not going to really be too harsh on. But just glad to see some of the youngsters from Forza Vasquez actually gain the opportunity to play, like um, Christian mentioned, you guys see Carel Campos, then you saw Emilio Lara, Luis Gutierrez, you get players like that that you see frequently for the sub-20, and they're getting to play finally. Emilio Lara, a bit shaky, he did pick up a young card, and then it's like, okay, he cannot... Not yeah, he was player. definitely nervous the whole game. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> 100%. Luis Gutierrez, um, for him just being a midfielder, I mean, not too bad. You know, it's his first preseason game. We see what the kid could um, do. And the other guys, I mean, hey, look, Nicolas Castillo, so many people thought wasn't going to play. He ended up coming up to the occasion and got um, subbed in. So while we didn't see much of Nicolas Castillo, it is a good sign to see him healthy for what we saw on the pitch, just playing the rest of the second half. So all in all, I like seeing these um, players that got a chance to play in the second half. Yeah, you know, some good, so, so some promising stuff from some youngsters, right? Obviously, like you mentioned, Christian, a, a couple of them coming into this game a little raw, and that was always expected of it. Um, but, you know, they, they held for, for their own. Santi Navarra played this matchup, which I he didn't really, you know, impress too much from my liking. But he was again, there. again, he was just there. Um, but again, it's not, you know, we know what he's capable of, and I think yeah. he'll get more minutes against Atlas, and, and, okay. and hopefully, you know, he can ball up and everything. Um, Let's talk a little bit about this Nico Castillo situation because, again, look, obviously before this matchup, and we talked about it a lot, whether it was on last podcast or whether it's on our spaces on Twitter, uh, you know, Nico Castillo has been kind of a heavy, heavy rumor to be linked to leaving the club, right? Correct. And so the fact it's that he made the trip and he's still rumored to be leaving, the fact that he's getting, you know, no one expected him to get much, much at all playing time, if any. Um, so that was kind of the big kind of surprise but it was good to finally see him and and you know the, the commentators were talking about it you know the x amount of time that he was finally off the pitch and to finally be back um you know that's just a positive on on the note of of the person you know personally speaking not just you know for the club but for him uh it's it's really huge and you know i didn't really you know I, it was always going to be a tough ask when you put 
Nico Castillo in and you've taken all the people that can kind of supply him out, right? You right. give him nothing but the youngsters to kind of work with. And he still had maybe one or two chances, mm-hmm. um, but you saw that he wasn't sharp, right? A sharper Nico Castillo maybe puts away that one-on-one against Acevedo. Um, a faster Nico Castillo too? Yeah, yeah, a faster, just a just a tad bit faster. Just a tad bit faster. Um, if, it was a, if, faster. It, if it was a Pumas Castillo, whoo, definitely goals for us. And by the way, it was against La Hood, my bad. Um, you're right. Yeah, one of yes, you're it right. was. It, I forgot they did the substitutions as well, but um, mm-hmm. uh, that's a positive note for Nico Castillo, right? And then you, you see kind of the the applause he gets on Instagram from you know Nicolas Benedetti from Ochoa. Um, Marchesin. I mean, he's a beloved player, and, and I think that speaks highly of him too. Of Whether course. or not he's going to be an America player for the remainder of the season is still yet to be determined. I don't expect him to. Salary is a little bit too high for America's liking, and they need to offload foreigners. And unfortunately for him, he is one of those names on there. But at least he got some minutes. He m- most likely will get more minutes against Atlas. Uh, and we'll see what happens. But I mean, overall, I, I think it was just it was it was good to see him back. You know, of course, definitely. So. Of course, and it's just you just want to see more improvement from him every single day, whether it be with an America jersey or not. Um, he's still an America player, and um, if he can somehow, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight because it definitely won't. I'm not saying it happened this season because I know it won't. It may not even happen next season, but maybe by the start of the following season. We can see something different from Nico Castillo. We don't know. It's too early to tell. Um, but like I said, though, he's an America player, and I will root for him until he hopefully reaches a level where he is content with. And hopefully that can bring us happiness as well. Definitely. Very but good. But like you said, though, yeah. it's still early in the, the transfer window. Well, not that early, but there's still No, a it's lot not of early in the transfer window at all well, anymore, Christian. Still, well, we got well, two weeks. Still, you're right. You're right. But there's still movements to be made. And like you said, he is on the list. He's on the list, and it looks like no one is leaving off that list. I mean, we even got Renato Ibarra back training with the under 20s, and we'll talk more yeah. a little about that. Um, look, it, it's it's a mess what's going on right now in America and foreigners. We'll get you guys caught up on all that in just a second. But let's just kind of recap this overall, right? A very much Solari game in, in the context of what this matchup was, right? Tale of two halves, like you mentioned, AJ, a one-goal advantage that could have been implemented too much more, but we kept missing our chances. We kept it very tight at the back, and we walk away with a clean sheet. If that isn't Solari-esque, then I don't know what is. But it brings me comfort because I know that that at least we have something secured, right? So we'll see. It's just implementing and growing on that. Uh, and hopefully with a full preseason under most of these players' belts that we will then see kind of we'll reap the rewards at the end. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, quickly, I, I just want to read off Jacob Leo saying, I liked Roger and Layun. I also liked Madrigal. Let's talk a little bit about Madrigal. What did you think of him, AJ? It's pretty solid. He's definitely an upgrade over Emilio Sanchez, no doubt about it. He's got the experience <laughs> under his belt and playing in top division Mexican football. Um, I'd say he's even better than also Gonzalez. And it's interesting to see how he was paired up with Fernando Madrigal and then commenters are just like, are they playing with two certain defensive mids? Or is Madrigal playing as the CM because he can play as a center midfielder if needed? And he looks solid on the ball, actually. He was drawing... Some fouls, I think, that ended up leading to one of the Santos players gained the red card, so it's good. He was advancing with the ball up to the pitch, trying to find open spaces or to end he could pass the ball out to. 
might been. It's a good start for him in an and an America jersey in the in the first preseason game. Christian, I mean, just going off of Chris right here, he's saying, didn't watch the game to believe, but I hear Madrigal was really impressive. Your ta- your takes on the ex-Queretaro player. No, definitely. I think it's a good start. Um, didn't seem too too flustered uh, with the, with the, for, the, for the occasion. Um, I just want to see more of it, you know, um, and hopefully he was improving because, like AJ said, definitely an upgrade from the previous bench options that we had. Uh, so that, that's just positive for us, you know. Um, I know a lot of people question the move, uh, but every championship team needs a good bench, and if Madiga can provide that for us, he's welcome. Definitely, definitely. I look. I always mentioned, and I mentioned it last podcast as well, highlighting the importance of having a player like Fernando Madrigal to be on your bench and come in and help kind of refresh in some of the legs, and maybe take that starter position in one or two games here in the season. Um, I, I think Joe Corona did it perfectly under Pio Correra in the season that we won the championship. Um, and hopefully Fernando Madrigal can do something similar or even uh, better in, in, in the role that Solari gives him. I think he knows he's coming in and maybe potentially isn't the starter right away, but has that potential to maybe knock off Richard Sanchez off his game if you, know, you catch him slipping uh, or if he has to come in in the second half or maybe start the next game and do something solid, then at least you know what you're getting out of him. And so he looks, he, he's looking good on that aspect. But again, look, it's one game only, right? We're yeah. so quick. We're so quick to jump on the train. Uh, but let's, let's just kind of pedal it back a little bit. And let's say, yes, he's had a good game. Now, like we said, like we always more. keep repeating. Yeah. Like we keep repeating on the podcast. We just want consistency. And if you can give that to us, then I think he's going to have a promising career here at America. So that is that. All righty then, gentlemen. That pretty much wraps up that game. But before I move on into the next segment just quickly Layun back in an America jersey just quick thoughts on how you think he did AJ uh eh, I don't know seems solid really uh, so doing what he does best as a right back you see him bats on the pitch here and there go up um not too bad in his first game like it's too early to tell right now we got two more preseason games before they come to see before the upcoming Liga Mekki season so see what he got not too bad of a start for him Okay. Christian? He's average. I mean, what more can you expect that I do from the, this age? I mean, it's, it's okay for now. Let's just keep, keep seeing more, you know? Yeah. Uh, again, look, I, I strongly want to reiterate this one game in. This doesn't tell us the all in all of this team. A lot of things can change, um, and hopefully for the good, you know, for the better, and we'll have to wait to see what happens. But uh, let's see. Uh, question for you guys. Let's say Castillo does magically stay. Is Vinas gone? Question mark. No. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. I don't even see how you get rid of Vinas. That's a big loss for America. That's all I'm saying. But we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But all right, gentlemen, that does it for that matchup. Again, finally get to see Las Aguilas de America back in action. And uh, again, we'll see them again on Wednesday. Uh, before we jump into Wednesday matchup, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go to footcult.com and check out the great merchandise that they got going on. We, uh, AJ and myself, are wearing some Foot Cult stuff right now. This is something that came out a bit while back, and uh, I don't know if they're even out still. And AJ, of course, wearing our one of a kind Eagle Eye podcast 
19, what do you like, 70s kit right there, merged with a little bit of the 2000s. It's just all over the place. It's beautiful. It's a great kit. And look, if it's still if it's still wanted in demand, we will find a way to open the vault and get it more orders in. Uh, but again, you guys can find some great stuff over on footcall.com. Use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And again, thank you to Footcall for sponsoring today's episode. All right, gentlemen, let's jump over into the future. Let's talk a little bit about Wednesday's matchup, and then we'll talk... Uh, a little bit about, well, you know what, before we jump into Wednesday's matchup, let's talk a little bit about the rumor mill going on in and around America, or maybe the lack of Christian. <laughs> it's, it's, it's died down, right? It felt like before this preseason started, maybe a month ago, that things were really starting to pick up traction <laughs> for America. And out of nowhere, it's just kind of gone and just completely died down. I mean, what do yeah. you have for us? Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's reasons why it's died down. Um, Number one, the lack of foreigner exits. Um, there isn't going to be movement until we see more foreigners leave. Um, but the, the the bad problem with that is that there's no there's no one asking for anyone any of any of our foreigners. Not not the good ones, not the average ones, not the bad ones. There's nothing on the table for anything besides one, and that's Roger Martinez. But that but that is still in the baby stages of it forming. To be something. Um, this has been going on for about a month now, I believe, with Boca Juniors. Um, it's on and off, on and off. Yes, we want him. No, we don't need him anymore because we have this guy. Oh, no, this option fell. Okay, we're going to go back to Roger. No, you asked for too much. Okay, never mind. We have someone else in place. Okay, no, he went to some other team. Okay, now we're going to go back to Roger. Um, so that's where it's, um, it's going right now. Uh, it seems like things for Boca Juniors are going in up positive way now more than ever i'm not saying that there's potentially something coming um not yet at least we're still probably i'd say about two two to three weeks away from anything happening um but roger isn't opposed to the idea of going to boca juniors it's just you got the first part down which was getting the okay from roger and the agent saying okay you guys can get it done we'll go the second part is negotiating with the club. That's where the hard part comes in. That's where you're going to have to bring out all the, all the tricks in the book. Um, America wants to get rid of Roger for 100%. Get him out of here. If he wants to leave, he can go. Clears up the uh, – gives him back our, our, our return, what we invested in him. Clears up the salary that Ivan so definitely wants to get rid of. Um, and that's it. He's gone. He's uh, 100% Boca Juniors. Only problem is that Boca Juniors can't afford that. They only can afford, I think, around the 50 to 55% of his card. Um, that's something America doesn't want. Unless I think that Boca pays the whole salary, which, once again, I don't think they're able to pay it. Um, the other thing that's, that's kind of holding the negotiations off is the price. America wants 10. Boca, the only thing that they're willing to offer is 7. That's not going to work for us. So, like I said, it's something there. That's the only thing that's going on right now. It's just in the baby stages of it. It's still a little fetus. You know, you can't can't go out until there's more things that America wants. And um, for right now, Boca isn't giving anything that America wants. So, for right now, nothing's happening with Roger Martinez. Well, great analogy there from Christian. But uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> 
this is the frustrating thing about it for me from this perspective is you're at the verge of possibly losing your best player. You know? And it's just like we saw we, we just continuously see it happen with America and it's it it, it, it does baffle me. Uh, and maybe this is another part of where, you know, the hashtag for people come in and kind of remind me like, yeah, you know, this is why we keep the hashtag going. Um, but it's just if Roger is the only negotiation that is viable right now. I think America might just have to be forced into having to find a way to negotiate this because they need to find a way to drop these players, because there is no way that you're going to keep all of these guys on your books, but only be able to register. 10 of them exactly and still have to pay the extra people for not re- being registered and just having them sitting them th- there just you know taking up money that's exactly. that cannot be possible that cannot fly it's just um, bad negotiations bad um, negotiations i mean i mean we'll talk about this i mean christopher is saying bro can we please rant about emma's option for an extra year if he plays a certain oh, amount yeah. of games Hashtag <laughs> no. um well, no, it's this, not, it's, I don't know if this is confirmed not, in that sense, right? Well, it's confirmed that yes, if he does check off a checklist that they have for him, he gets he has an option to stay for another six months. Yes, that is true. But the the thing that's not true is that it doesn't the the checklist uh, includes more than playing a certain game. So yes, he has to play a certain amount of games, but he also has to check off a lot of other things. If he checks all of them off, he's presented the option of staying another six months with America. And one of those is getting a mohawk. So that's uh, already a check in the book right there. So he's off to a flying color start. Um, Christian, you good over there? No, I'm, I'm okay for now. Okay, well, get some he's water, feeling, man. He's feeling pain I right don't now. have any. I finished <laughs> all my water. I'm going to have to bring one up. And that's uh, kind of a far walk downstairs. So I'm not going to. That's all right. You'll be fine. Oh, there's water um, over there. I'm going to go get it. There you go. Go get it. AJ, look, we, we continue to have this issue time and time again with the foreigners. It looks like we pack ourselves and then we have no way of actually getting rid of anything. I mean, look at the whole Renato Yuara situation. Back with the under-20s, practicing with them because America has no other option but to find find something for him to do, right? It's just like that one employee that you're just waiting to, to find a way to, to, to fire him. But in the meantime, you just make him do mindless tasks. And I think that's going to be the Renato Ibarra situation. I know a lot of people have argued the fact that he should stay, that he adds something to the team, that he's an upgrade over Leo Suarez. But I argued that we didn't see that in Atlas. And technically speaking, the Renato Ibarra that left to Atlas should have been the best player on that team. And I don't think he actually was that player. You know, It's not to say that he wasn't a very influential part of that Atlas side. He was. But he wasn't a standout the way that a lot of people were expecting him to be. And so I feel like that diminishes a little bit of that credibility of him coming into this America side and completely changing the look of how we go forward. Does he add pace? Yeah, but, I mean, so can Morris and Palma, you know? And so it's just, what do we do in this situation, AJ? What do we do with all these foreigners? I really have no clue because I think the first thing's first. Who in the hell is going to pay for their salaries, first of all? Because the, yeah. the wages that they got, every team is like, I'm not going to buy that. Thank you. Same with like Renato. I think Atlas or so had an option to buy, but when they saw that, they're like, yeah, we, we, we're not doing that. Sorry, you can have them back. The rumors apparently are crucial soup, but do they really want to drop that cash 
for a player like him, who knows? And the, just that speaks for most of the foreigners here. We're trying to get rid of some, like, you got Roy, and not saying get rid, but, like, he wants to leave, so be it. The problems we're getting nothing for him. That's why you got Boca trying to play cheap, like, we'll give you seven mil, and we're like, no, we're not taking that. Oh, uh, whether or not though now, just no, we just can't see it for him. I feel that's the same thing maybe with Nico as well to take a gamble at him. It's just the thing as well, can he stay healthy? And also, it's the wages they got to pay for him. So, look, so. I'm just going to be honest with everyone that's listening <clears throat> right now. Do not expect any foreigner to come into America this season. I just don't, I don't see it happening. I don't, I can't. It, it seems impossible. To get rid of what? What are we at? Twelve foreigners right now? It's gotta be. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right? Last time I, last time about, I checked. It's twelve foreigners. It is because you add Renato Ibarra and Nico Castillo. It's twelve foreigners because we got rid of Sergio Diaz. We need to get rid of two, and all of these guys have a huge wage contract that that is stopping everyone from even trying to negotiate something because they know the player is not going to want to settle for less if he doesn't have to, right? If you're a professional player and, and, you know, times are like they are, you'd rather run down your contract, get paid that big chunk of cash, than to settle to go play for less. It just makes no sense, right? And America's just wasting money at this point. And that's the true frustrating part about it all. So... It's, it's a short transfer window for the start of the season. I know Solari isn't happy because he wants his full team. He wants to have a preseason with everyone. But the reality of it is the season starts in about two weeks, a little bit more, just by a couple of days. And we don't, have a full, uh, we don't have the full squad yet, or at least the one that Solari pretends to have. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, one last thing to, to note, uh, and that is because from a lot of requests has been what Freddie Duran saying. Have you guys discussed Chucho Lopez contract extension? Not yet, but hey, as Chris said in the beginning of the episode, Chucho Lopez has renewed. AJ, for how much more years is your boy being at America? If I'm not mistaken, I think it's another it's another year. I think it's another year to his contract, which hey, if we ain't gonna pay, if we ain't gonna use that money on trying to get transfers. And so be on contract extensions. While Emma, yeah, I understand. Emma's with Chucho Lopez. Yes, as Chris, as Chris said, for the win. Solari believed in him. He was starting in games last season for us. He sees something in him. I'm happy. Oh, Man. God. We really are throwing money away. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Hold, it, hold it. Hold it right there. Yeah, I don't understand it. Um... He got campeones de campeones. He's got the Copa Mekis and the and the championship for twenty. The reason for his extension is so they can sell him when he's ready. Yo, stop. Well, I mean, heavy. He so he heavy. doesn't leave on a free. That's the reason. But look, but but look, this is the thing that's frustrating me. Well, not really so much frustrating, but we're offloading all these players because a lot of players have left. I think a total of what six players now have left the the, the club. Six or seven. Six or seven. But. They're mostly all been Mexican. The only one foreigner left because his freaking loan extension ended. But everyone else has been Mexican, right? And yeah. so you're losing a little bit of that Mexican pool depth. You brought in a couple players. 
but it's just, it, I don't know. It, it feels like we're going against the grain in this one. Like something, something has to happen because you're not going to sit there and tell me we're going to bring in a, a right winger Mexican that can do the job that Leo Suarez can do, but better, right? You're not going to tell me that we're going to get, uh, well, I think that's all we need, right? A, Mexi- a right winger. We need a right winger and a center back. Because I think we're content with everything, every other and then, position. And then a, a backup L, uh, left, mid, left winger, unless Cara Campo wants to rise up to the occasion. I'll, t- I'll take that to be honest, maybe. I, I, that, no, that that is the only option. We're not gonna, we're not going to splash the cash <laughs> on two <laughs> wingers. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we we can barely afford half a winger right now from what That's what true. things are looking at. Um, I just I I think that America's you know board really have to step up because there's no two ways about it. You know, Christian, just final thoughts here. Do you think we'll get a foreigner? Do you think we'll have a good foreign <clears throat> player come in? Is America finally going to give us a bombazo of a signing? Not a bombazo, but I think there will be another signing. Um, it's just per Solari's request. I know Solari requested a player of his choosing to come into this season. It happened last season with Fidalgo. I'm, I'm confident it will happen this season. I just don't know when, but I doubt it'll be before the start of the season, which is kind of America-esque anyways, um, for our, our signing to come in and hold out like three or four. <laughs> we're going to be at the end of the transfer window on August 30th, just finally announcing someone, and we're like 12 jornadas in already. America-esque? Well, we'll, no, it's just, that's... that. We thought that was going to end with, with Solari, right? We thought we're finally going to get this. No. And, new no, coach, no. different. Uh, new coach, same board. New coach, same board. Right? Well, that's, that's true. Look, I'm looking at the calendar right now because that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. But Jornada 7 and 8, that is around the time that the transfer window will end. Actually, no, just Jornada 7. Why is there? There's an international break on the first week of september so that's why we we don't have one right away but that is seven jornadas in that we potentially will not have this player and it's gonna take mm-hmm. another two jornadas to get him accustomed right. at least and another three to finally see what he's made out of right so there's your whole there's your whole season and by jornada like 14 he's, uh, he's finally showing out right that that is not acceptable Sound, right. Sounds right. Sounds very America to me. It it does, but we can't have we can't keep doing this, you know. Go. Listen, that's I'm, that's my I'm, thing. I'm, hold on, I think my AirPods is done. Uh oh. Okay. We got the well, techno. We're gonna get that techno music again right now. But look, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll 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 see what happens. Right? We'll see what happens. Well, you know, may God have mercy on our transfer window. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all we can say at this point. So, anyway, let's move on. Move on because we're we're burning daylight here. Uh, as always, this transfer window always finds a way to detour us, pretty much. Uh, but all right, gentlemen, let's move on and let's talk a little bit more about uh, this preseason for America. They're going up against uh, Atlas on Wednesday against in, in San Jose. Uh, what are we thinking about good? this matchup? You're good. You're good. Thank you. Um, quick thoughts on this matchup. You know, it's it's another one of those preseason matchups. What do you guys? What do you? What do you guys want to see out of America in this one? Mm. 
Um, I just want to see more, I guess, going forward, uh, taking more chances, kind of scoring a little bit more goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to see someone else get involved in the score sheet. I want to see someone else, you know, start making the play, start being that X factor, start being that pro- protagonist with the team. You know, just someone to rise up to the case and say, listen, I'm going to go, I can just ball out for my team. I'm going to see more of that, but we're also maintaining the same style that Salati likes. Because I like the style. It can work. We just need to stay patient with it. And good things will come from it. But I need to see more of, I guess, a lo- I, I guess what I'm trying to say, risk it, risk it all just a little bit, a little bit more. Um, and I know they can. They just need to find a way to do it. Uh, I know this probably would be most likely the offense starting for the season. So I need to see more of it. I don't, I don't think we'll get that. I think he'll be a little bit more conservative and he'll try to put his best players for Saturday's matchup against Tigres, right? Because he knows all eyes are going to be him on him, even though it's a preseason matchup, right? True. And then we'll talk a little bit more about that matchup in just a second. But because of what Chris is saying, because Atlas is going with 19 youngsters, I think this is a matchup where you play, maybe the players you wouldn't necessarily start. You're Benedettis, you're Vinas. You know, two players that didn't feature in the last matchup because of a bit of a muscular injury. Not really so much an injury, but kind of, you know, they were hurt a bit. and They didn't want to risk anything being, you know, severe. So I, I see them starting, right? You see a couple of youngsters come in. Sure. Um, and, and you kind of just weave your way through that. And, and you see, I, I mean, I wouldn't expect Roger to get much minutes. I'd expect more minutes for Nico Castillo. Um, I don't know. I need more minutes for some of these youngsters. I think Santi Navela maybe starts this game rather than Pedro Aquino. Step up, Fernando Tapia. No, he's he's stop. not he's not no, he's not seeing minutes. He's not seeing minutes. Oh, by the way, let's talk about that goalkeeper kit. Oh, I did. It was great. It oh. was great, right? It was great. it's black right here, but it's great. Oh. There are Chef's kiss. It's a Never. beauty of a jersey. Are you, are you gonna buy it, Ivan? As soon as it drops. Wasn't it as like soon the as 20, it drops. Wasn't it like the 2013 um jerseys that we had for goalkeepers? I'm pretty sure. The one like Moises Munoz had, I'm pretty sure at one point. Like the yeah. great kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks something eerily similar to that. So, um, really good. I like it. Just want to throw my two cents there. Can't wait to see the other colors, though. That's going to be the fun part. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you're right, though, Christian. I think we want to see a little bit more consistency, though, from these players in the regards to the tactical kind of formation of everything going on. Uh, <laughs> Chris saying, Christian looks so unimpressed by the goalkeeper kits. Hey, look, you know, it's, it's not to everyone's liking, right? We'll see what happens. Um, chef's kiss. Definitely is a chef's kiss. Uh, AJ, quick thoughts on Wednesday matchup. What do you want to see? Um, just more, more exciting, please. I mean, I know it's against Atlas. No disrespect to them, but just I want to see something because Santos' game was a snooze fest. Like, after that second half, it just was quiet throughout the entire time. Just nothing exciting going on. Just hope we just see something better in this um, Atlas match as well. Yeah, see some of the players you just don't see. A second team, maybe reserve team. See what they can bring. See what they can bring to the table. And hey, have a fun time out there against Atlas. No, yeah, I agree with you. And I think that some of these players may be fighting for a starting position. So we'll have yeah, to wait and definitely. see what happens. Um, it's a Solari. It's a Solari team. So you know that a three goal margin is probably not going to be possible, AJ. But we want to see goals, right? But unfortunately, Man. it's Solari. So you might see at most two against Atlas. Uh, but your guys' prediction for Wednesday's game? 
got myself going 2-0 in this match. I'll go 2-0. I like it. Christian? 3-0. Wow. Go. An adventurous man under a Solari era. Okay, 3-0. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with another 1-0. I think we'll get the goal. Then we'll kind of play a little pragmatic, a little bit conservative, hold our shape. And then things were going to get disrupted by both teams in the second half, and it's just going to die down there, you know? So, 1-0. Dylan going with the controversial prediction, 1-1. That would be interesting. Well, uh, we'll talk about more of that. That would be uh, very much fracaso. <laughs> for a preseason fracaso. It's not like we're playing for points, though. I guess it's so much what we see. Like... Like, let's be honest. The first 45 minutes is really what everyone really wants to see and digest, right? Because that's what we're going to usually see what the coach really wants to see. Then after the second half, everything just gets thrown apart. I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, Chris saying, uh, we, we take in an L because it's a friendly and that's usually, it's usually a youngster field squad that plays a full season while America will rotate players. I mean, we'll see. I think Atlas will bring their A game, but it's not to say that America can't take, you know, a 19-year-old A game. It's, it's let's be honest, we, we have more experience than they do in that department. So hopefully we we show out in that matchup. But again, that game is going to be for you guys live on Wednesday. AJ, do you know what time that matchup is? Um, hold up, because you were just speaking about that game is going to be at 9:30 p.m. EST. 9:30 Eastern yeah. Standard Time. And that is an early match for you, Christian, because you know that it could have been worse. It could have been a 10, 10 o'clock game. I like, I, like, I like my 10 o'clock game on a Saturday night. With the you know, no on a Wednesday night, too, though, when, you get, when we get Champions League, it's always around that same time. On a Wednesday well, night, you're right. Oh, I can say this is 9.30. It's probably a 10. It's just like that Selección Nacional. You can't never trust the time because I'm pretty sure that Santos gets this 8.30, but the game was at 9. So. I, I agree. I agree. Alrighty then, but you guys can catch that game live on uh, Tuda Ene. We'll have you guys, uh, you know, covered with some tweets as the game progresses, and some goals as well. Hopefully, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, keep an eye, keep an eye on our social media platforms at EY Podcast, and we'll keep you guys up to date with everything <coughs> Aguilas del America. All right, gentlemen, let's fast forward a little bit more. Jump from Wednesday to Saturday, which is the big game for America, closing out their tour Aguila here in the states. Going up against Tigres, an ex-rival. Well, not an ex-rival, but an, a familiar face will be seen that day. Miguel Herrera will be going up against Alas Aguilas in America. And Jibber, oh, of course. Jibber. Let's not forget. Jibber will be out here trying to do his voodoo magic on our players. Will Solari's alchemy be strong enough to combat that of Jibber's? We'll have to wait and find out. But... This paints to be a really interesting matchup. Now, I know Tigres doesn't have their Gignags or their Taubins, um because of Olympic duty, right? Same goes for us. We don't have our players who, by the way, if you guys don't know, it is Sebastian Cordoba, Guillermo Ochoa, Jorge Sanchez, and Henry Martin. Four key players will be out for a good chunk of the season uh, because of the Olympics. But still, this matchup is painted as the big one for America, and rightfully so, right? Tigres has always been a good com- competitor, especially over in the States. We've always had some pretty good matches against them. Um, and this is big news for anyone listening right now because 
the Eagle Eye Podcast will be live and present in San Antonio to go cover this matchup. So if you guys, this is what I was mentioning earlier about getting Cowboy Dance autograph. If you guys want that oh-so-beloved autograph, make sure you go and find us. We'll be up and around the whole fan fest, making sure we talk to you guys, taking pictures, taking video, having you guys on all our social media platforms. We want that day to be highlighted and be a center around you guys, the Aguila community. And uh, we really hope to see you guys out there. Whoever is going, please let us know. Uh, shoot us a DM, shoot us a text message. Well, not a text message because you guys don't have a phone number. But we can give you Christian's phone number. You can text him. He'll let us know. Um, well, you know, just... just you guys can text me. Yeah, definitely. Um, just let us know if you guys are going to be out there. We really, really want this game to be, um, you know, something special in San Antonio. Uh, and we're excited to to go down there. It's going to be Dylan. It's going to be myself. So if you guys see us, stop us, wave us down, flag us down, slide tackle Dylan if you have to. Whatever it is that you need to do to get our attention, m- make sure it happens. But because, of course, you know, we want to we be able to talk to you guys and have you guys featured on our social media platform. So, again, San Antonio is the place to be for all Americanistas. We will be there. And so hopefully you guys will be there as well. And again, excited to be able to cover another matchup. Again, thank you to all of you guys who make this a possibility. Now, gentlemen, what do we want to see from this game? From Solari, per, per se. Not so much the players, but for Sol- Solari. In a perspective of the manager, what do you want to see in your last big test here in the States? Christian. Oh, it's my turn to talk um, let's see. What do I want to see from America against Tigres on Saturday night in San Antonio? Um, Saturday morning, by the way. <clears throat> Saturday morning. Yes, this game is an early one. I'll, we'll talk to we'll talk a little bit more about, about that. Saturday we'll go morning. Ahead. Okay, that's that's okay. All right. Um, I guess um definitely want to see the team that I think Solari will put out on Thursday night against Querétaro. Um, I definitely want to see us kind of be the ones to dictate the game against um, against Miguel Herrera and Tigres. Because um, I kind of know that Miguel Herrera will most likely attempt the same thing. Um, <clears throat> it's just these players rising up, I guess, to, to kind of just enforce the game style that Solari wants, that consistency. Uh, making sure that Tigres doesn't get their way. Uh, and just overall just being the dominant team because I know Tigres has enough players capable on that preseason roster to put up a good fight. And I'm sure they will. Um, we have the better team right now and we need to prove it because if we don't, then that causes red flag because, well, I mean, that's kind of basically our starting 11 right there. And if we can't seem to dominate this kind of weakened Tigres side, um, that's a problem. Uh, I wouldn't mind to see a boxing fight between Solari and Herrera. I think everyone would love to see that. Um, he does. He doesn't mean like physical punching, by the way. I know some. No, I do mean. I do mean. Physical punching. <laughs> no, you see, you see how Piojo can get. You see how he can. Uh, yes, and I see him lose almost every single altercation he's gone into. <laughs> Let's talk about the LA LAFC coach, Hernan Cristaldo. Toluca. So the list goes on. So I I think I favor Solari on this one. Um, but overall, I just want to see a very good compact America that knows what they're going out there to do. If we lose, but we lose with the with with our game style and trying to enforce it, I, I'm, I'm I'm okay with it for now, I guess. But uh, it's it's a game we really shouldn't lose, you know. 
No, yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. And look, I mentioned that this matchup was going to be an early one. Well, the Fan Fest is going to be early. Local time, 10.30 a.m. for everyone out there in San Antonio. That's when you guys can start heading over to the stadium. The Fan Fest starts at 10.30. And the match starts at 1.30 p.m. kickoff. And we all know why this matchup is at 1.30 p.m. kickoff. Oh, yes. Central Mexico. Standard Time. Because Mexico's playing that day in the Gold Cup. And, of course, TV rights and all that stuff. Of course, uh, Mexico's always going to pull a little bit more because it's a Gold Cup match, right? It is what it is. Yeah. Started the Gold Cup for the Mexican national team. But uh, we're here to talk about America and we're here to talk about this matchup on Saturday. AJ, tactically speaking, what do you want to see from Solari's team? This is Solari's team. Just create some plays, really. Just make some plays up at this point. Just, you know, make use of that entire field. Like we see on the wings, down the middle. Open spaces for Solari, just knowing. How he is. It's just, it's always about possession at the very end of the day. That's what we want to make the most out of it. Just want to see all these players make the most out of it with the ball. Like, when we have our chances, take those chances. You can, you never know when they'll be the only chance of the game you'll get in that first half or the second half, wherever this case may be. I just want to see a lot from Solari and to know that, you know, it's against Tigres. It's a rival. It ain't no classico, so don't come saying it's a classico. Though I feel like Pio's gonna probably be the one now because he's a thieves. Yeah, it's a classico. No, it's not. Yeah. Stop right You know there. he wants to be in the spotlight. But yeah, no, I just want this to be. You, I want him to paint a very fun match for this because we're gonna see this thieves side again. But they're gonna have Guignac and Talvin, which is gonna be something very exciting to see. I just want to see him put his best start on them that you're gonna most likely see against Guerrero and potentially for the rest of that season and use his taxes with that starting eleven and see what he can execute on that day against the U.S. Interesting. I agree with the both of you, right? This this, this has to be kind of the showcase game for America because we don't really get another matchup until, like, a, what, a week later against Atlante, which I don't think is even going to be broadcasted, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be the true test for America, right? I think that Atlante game is going to weave out some, you know, some stuff here and there, but we need to see the best out of, out of this team. Uh, tactically speaking, uh, and from the players themselves, right? We're going to have to see some brilliant individual performances in at the start of this preseason, kind of stamping their spot into that starting 11 for the matchup against Queretaro, like AJ said, uh, probably for the rest of the season. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But it does paint to be a good game, right? The headline, the headline of course, is going to be Solari versus Herrera, Herrera versus Solari. And we know that Piojo is going to eat that up. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how Solari manages it, you know? how he manages kind of the whole press, uh, the headlines and all that stuff. He looks like a very laid-back guy. He looks like a very good professional. So I'm curious to see how he's going to manage this and how he's going to manage his team going into this matchup because we know uh, some of these players have history with that coach, and we'll have to wait and see what that response is. Also, how will Roger celebrate if he does oh, celebrate against Pio Ferreira? Oh, <laughs> he's going to do, do a celebration in front of the Tigres bench. If you know what celebration I'm talking about. Yes, he is. And that's going to spark all <laughs> the buckle in the pitch. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Look, at the end of the day, it promises to be a good matchup. Let's hope it is and not a, you know, a dull, low-scoring matchup. We'll see what happens, though. Again, I do want to reiterate, we will be live in that game. So you guys are going to be getting every inch and aspect of that matchup. We're going to get you guys as much content as possible. Uh, and again, whoever is out there, whoever is going, let us know. Again, we'd love to chat with you guys. It would be really, really fun. But all right, gentlemen, that will close out the tour here in the States. Like I mentioned, one game against Atlante, and then we're back at the start of the season on Thursday 
against Querétaro. Now let's talk a little bit about the season. The schedule's out officially. What are you guys' thoughts on this one? And I want to highlight a couple of games because it, it is an interesting one. Let's let's talk a little bit. First of all, the first matchup. Christian, how did you feel knowing that we were going to start literally the season for the league as we were going up against Querétaro on a Thursday night? I mean, it's not, I mean I've, I've always said the league starts when America plays their first game. And I'm getting my, <laughs> my wish that says we literally do kick off the season. Um, it's an interesting matchup, though, you know? Um, Querétaro has always been kind of those games where, you know, it's, um, especially you know, away, you, you never, especially away, you never know what Querétaro you're going to get. And hopefully being the first game of the season, they come in, you know, a little flush, a little raw, um, you know, us com- coming in with mainly the same starting 11 we had last year, we should be in pretty good shape. Um, you know, I, I, I'm expecting for a strong start. Hopefully we get it. Um, and then we just keep, keep it going there. Keep the momentum going. And because um, we do have some pretty fairly mm, Look, manageable Look, don't sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat it. We have okay. a okay, we real have easy, easy start to the season. For like the first six games. And then that's when it kicks up a notch. And then that's when it really kicks up a notch. Which is the yeah. same thing that happened last season or the season prior to that? Where we it had was last easy, season. Yeah. We had easy games when we start and then we closed that with ridiculously hard games. And look, just to kind of read off the first the first five games for America as as follows: away at Querétaro, at home at Necax against Necaxa, at home against Puebla, away at Atlas, and away at Ciudad Juarez. Now they paint as easy matchups on paper, but let's not forget one: Querétaro has always been a tough place for America to visit, mm-hmm. always has, but. We trust in Solari to kind of make it a different case. You can't knock out Nekaxa with some of the reinforcements they're bringing in, and you know their new you know business partners. Puebla had you know the dream run that they just had, but again, that team's kind of dismantled a little yeah, bit, so we don't yeah, know we don't know what Puebla we're gonna get. And then you have two pretty manageable games, but at the same time, two potentially difficult. Team. Yeah, the two interesting. Yeah, these two potential difficult matchups on the road, right? The road. Atlas, we know that uh, sometimes we can complicate our own lives at Stadio Jalisco. Look, whoever yeah. is going mm-hmm. that game, make sure everyone in that bench has their name written because I cannot tolerate another mistake like that. And then Juarez, of course, you know, Tuca Ferretti's new team. What is that going to look like? And especially at the Jornada Cinco, we'll have to wait and find out. But like you mentioned, uh, Christian, very much manageable games in where you think America. And these are the games that our four people will most likely not be a part of. Exactly. Yep. Most likely. I think maybe up to what? The end of August? Or around? Mm. No, I think the whole tournament, the tournament's like two, three, two weeks long, no? Two and a half weeks long? Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So around the, around, Right, so I'll run that August, mark. Yeah. I'll run that mark is when everyone should start coming back. Um, but obviously, you know, unless you're a Choa or maybe Henry, you or actually, I don't know. I don't. Do you bring them back and just plug them right in? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, that's they'll have true. the rest from flying. They just probably just have to incorporate into the training, and that's pretty much it. That's true. With their gold medals. With with yes, potentially gold medals. I would love. Uh, 
I, you know, I'm not going to get there, but yeah, I would love to see some gold medals. Um, but yes, look, interesting start to the season. We have some potentially 15 points out of 15 points here. But like Christian mentioned, we won't have our four, our four Olympic players. And some of these games could potentially get a little bit complicated for America, especially some of these road games. Yes. But you'd expect America still to come out on top every single time. Now, of course, as things develop, we'll see what happens. Of course, right? Five weeks, it's a long time. Don't know necessarily whether or not this roster is still going to be the same roster, but seems promising. Now, of course, to highlight another big matchup, um, we'll be away at León. So we'll be going to Guanajuato. That's going to be the Jornada 7. That's on a Saturday, August 28th. So, That's a big match. Uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm just joking. Some, some people would, would, would think it is. Um, yes. The Clásico is a Jornada 10. That is Saturday, the 25th of September. That is I, going we to gotta be talk about that. At, we will be talking about that. Everyone wants to be wink, talking to wink, me about this. Wink, 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 wink all the way. Wink, Look, wink. I'm already buying my ticket for that one. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Not, you are not buying no ticket for that. You can't even afford a ticket. <laughs> I was just saying a ticket to Mexico City. I mean, <laughs> oh, I okay, just, okay. <laughs> Never, never said about going to the actual game. Just find me at one of the more, pubs. More, AJ will buy us a ticket somewhere for the game. AJ will buy. AJ has the connection. He knows everyone. He knows Excarga by by yeah, his real. name. He calls him Emilio. He doesn't even call him Mister Excarga. Like it's uh, ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. Uh, but the following Clásico is just uh, two weeks after that. That is going to be against Pumas at home Saturday second. Uh, sorry, Saturday October second. Uh, and then we close out. Pretty strong against some. I mean, hopefully we close out pretty strong, but we're closing off against some pretty strong opponents. I mean, you're talking Santos, Tigres, Cruz Azul, reigning champs, and Monterrey. Last game of the season. That is reigning champs and Cruz Azul in the same sentence. Yeah, I'm not used to it either, but yeah, that's crazy. But look, that is that is not easy. Not there. That's not fair. But that's that's not fair. Fio, Fio, Fio will be complaining about that right now. Actually, no, the back to back to back classical thing, he'd be complaining about. I think he complained about this too. And he got just Don Solari just sitting down, just like he was on Santos, like, eh, it's fine. My boys know what they got. I wonder what goes through the minds of the people who make the schedule and say, you know what, let's put a minute against these hard ass teams at the, at the end of the season. Let's just see, let's just go. That's, you know, they're like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, the worst that could happen you know? It could be worse. It can be worse. Oh, no, could it be worse, though? Could it be worse? It could be that that entire thing again. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I for, prefer for, back for all those Tigre fans back-to-back, that think oh. that they are a classical, then that would be back to back because we'd have Tigres and then Cruz Azul right away. But still, it's 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 when I saw that, I was like, wow, we're really closing off the season like that. But I think the one thing that might bring a little comfort into everyone is that it's the end of the season. So by then, hopefully, America has racked enough points to secure kind of top four, four, which is something that we'll talk about next week as we preview the entirety of the season. Um, But of course, you know, we're going to kind of preview where we think America is going to end, who kind of the key players are going to be coming up for America. Stuff like that. But you guys can tune in next week to hear all that mumbo-jumbo. Uh, for now, we're just kind of talking a little bit about what we think. You know, if America can secure top four and is in good form, I think, you know, 
look, we, we can take anyone. We can take on anyone and we need to beat everyone in order to truly be champions. So I say bring it. I say bring it and let's see what happens, you know? In Solari, we must trust, right? Yeah, I'm not trying to get knocked out for a third consecutive time in first round. Please, God, no. We, I ain't going with that again. And so I we trust, please get us out of that, please. I don't want to be there again. Don't. Definitely do not want to be there. But uh, any, any last comments in regards to the season or anything that we've talked about? America's back. <laughs> and America's giving us a thumbs up because you know what? They're ready for the start of the season as well and for the closing of the season. Uh, but again, like I mentioned, any last words? I told we close out the preseason strong, get us ready for the start of the season, which I'm very excited. Listen, I want to see them start already. I miss my team. I miss, I miss the fans. Um, fans are back this season. That's a yeah, plug. fans are back this season. Back. Well, like, and, and by the way, season. huge shout out to the fans that were in Utah. And also, oh, I'm yeah. just going to say this. Huge shout out to the people in San Jose. Because I know that they're going to make quite the ruckus and they're going to make quite the scene and it's going to be amazing. But to the people out there in, in Utah as well, just completely. The balloons were a great touch. I thought it was funny. Um, but they were really they really made themselves be heard. I think the I think the players really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, props to them, because whenever America comes to the States, we somehow always find a way to be there present, loud uh, and fully supporting our team. So hopefully we get to see more of that. And I'm excited to see what San Antonio has in store for Saturday's matchup again. We'll be there. And if you guys can please do come by, talk to us. Should be a fun one. But again, any last comments from the both of you? Are we ready to wrap it up? I'm ready to wrap it up, man. Thank you for everyone for coming out. Hope to see you guys next week. Definitely hope to see you guys on Saturday and hope to see you guys next week on a Monday as well. I'll talk to you guys in regards to everything that happened. But again, thank you guys so much. We'll be back to talk things all America very soon. And me and AJ will be back before you know it. Talking Lady Aguilas as well as I know some of you guys are wondering what is going on with them. A lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of stuff. But all right, then, gentlemen, you guys have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for coming out. Again, to all of you guys that came out, thank you so much. We love and support everything that you guys are doing. And uh, thank you for always showing us love. All right, then. We'll see you guys very, very soon. Until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.